Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And joining us now here on the show is Charlie Gasparino, of course, great Fox News business contributor, also does his regular segment there on the Cost of Freedom, one of the great economic experts out there. And, uh, Charlie, great to have you here on the show. Thanks for having me, Rita. You know, you had a blockbuster story uh, about the Federal Trade Commission uh, pro there. This is the ultra-liberal woke uh, con. I love the title. It's called The Con Game. Tell us about it. <laughs> Uh, I don't do the headlines. There are some really smart people at the New York Post who do. Um, well, I mean, Lee, I've been writing about Lena Khan since she got in there, and it's um, as head of the FTC. And, you know, most people don't understand what the FTC is. They don't understand what the SEC is. They don't understand what the FCC is. All these alphabet soup of, of sort of uh, regulatory bodies, you know, it's a blur, but they're really important. And the people who run them really set the course of uh, – of the way the economy is regulated and, and economic growth. Uh, the FTC is particularly important because its jurisdiction kind of spans everything. It could bring antitrust cases. It could, you know, it could fine pay, you know, people for gouging consumers, businesses for allegedly gouging consumers. It could stop mergers. Uh, it, it really is this sort of like, you know, incredible weapon if it's put in the wrong hands. And the way Biden, what Biden did, and it just gives you an indication of just how left-wing the Biden administration is, how he's basically contracted all economic policy decision-makers to making to you know, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and AOC. Yeah, explain is, why she's so far left, why she is so well, woke. Well, let, let me just give, give you a little background here. So they announced her as a commissioner. This is a 30 at the time. She was a 32-year-old kid who spent time, most of her time as an academic, a law student, and a congressional staffer, you know, putting up roadblocks for mergers and things. And also, she was famously wrote um, a, 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 law, a law school paper called the uh, Amazon Antitrust Paradox, which basically said Amazon should be broken up, along with other companies like Meta, the owner of Facebook. In any event, they flick her in as a commissioner, knowing that she couldn't get through the Senate confirmation as a chair, and then named her the chair. It was it was just a mind-boggling, you know, sort of piece of subterfuge. And uh, by the way, if it was just her that that is far left in terms of these appointees, you know, it wouldn't be so bad. But it's every place. Gary Gensler at the Security Exchange Commission, very far left. Uh, they're looking now to push through um, Gigi Sohn at the Federal Communications Commission uh, as a commissioner. A lot of people say they may p- try to flick her in as chair at some point. Uh, it's really, you know, this is an administration that is moving the sort of regulatory state in, in, in as a, I guess, what you, what you, the best way to put it is to recreate something to, of our economy that looks more like Europe than the U.S. economy normally looks. Or more yeah. like uh, Cuba and uh, Venezuela. Go ahead, Judge. <laughs> I don't think they're quite there yet, but I can see what you're saying. Charlie, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. Hey, Richard. Which, which, nice to have you back on the show. I'm very troubled by the fact that there was an op-ed piece in yesterday's Wall Street Journal 
Especially right. the fact that the sole Republican member of the Federal Trade Commission, Ms. Wright, said she could no longer lend her name and her reputation to sit on that commission because Khan is acting illegally, unethically, in no spirit of, of cooperation with a left-wing agenda. What do you say about that? It's scary. I mean, I read it, you know, and uh, like I said, I've been writing about Lena Khan for a long now, you time. Are, you were way ahead of the curve. I remember the right. first time I heard about her was because of your column. Right. So, um you know, that, that was shocking. Usually most of these people don't, they don't leave and, and, you know, do that. You know, they just leave. Uh, this is something, I mean, she actually said that the way Khan is, is heading the agency is, is lawless. She talked about lawlessness. Um, listen, let, let's be real clear. There's something cool. Everybody goes to a job like this with a set of biases, and that's why you're appointed. You're appointed by a president who's a Democrat. The elections have consequences. Get all that. But there's something known as the administrative code, right? You're supposed to essentially uh, do your job and vote in in a, in a certain way. You have to have – you have to, like – you can't be an advocate in these jobs. The administrative code calls for fairness and things of that nature. Due process. Due, Due process. process. Right. You know, she's turning that on its head. I mean, if you read the column, which was fascinating, you know, Congress, we should point out, prescribes the powers of these agencies. So does court precedent. She's going beyond that. I mean, that's what that said. I mean, she's taking the agencies, creating an unelected administrative state of left-wingers. And this isn't the first time people have said this about the Biden administration, doing this from a regulatory standpoint. And, you know, there's a lot of – there's court precedent that says what they're doing is illegal. You know, Congress is supposed to tell these agencies how much power they have. So the Charlie- president does as well. Uh, David Patterson, what would be the circumstance that would give people who feel this way the opportunity, perhaps, to sue the commission itself? I mean, anybody could sue anybody, David. You know that. Um, uh, you know, you have lawyers. Ask Judge Weinberg is a better would be better at this than I am. But he's laughing, yeah. by the way. So yeah, he's yeah, agreeing yeah. with you. Absolutely, I'm with you, Charlie. It would, that it would you'd have to sue, and um, and you know whether the federal courts. You know, whether if listen, if they get to the Supreme Court, uh, that would be great. By the way, there was a case that I think it was an EPA case. Check yes. me on that. Yeah, where they said that the EPA was ex- overextending its co- congressional statutory um, authority. Right. right? Congre- that right. was recent. Congressman uh, Zeldin is in the, in the room with us tonight, Charlie, and he can tell you. It's the Congress that makes the laws, administrative regs, only to enforce that mandate. Congress. And uh, Charlie Lee Zeldin here. Uh, so you wake up this morning and you see all these different new numbers come out. The producer price index misses the estimate. You have the, the permits for new construction, the, the new starts, uh, as well as the unemployment data. Now we are we pay attention to consumer price index, inflation. Tell me how Con at the FTC – for anyone who's out there listening, how, how does Khan's decisions at the FTC end up impacting people's lives? Because a lot well, of people, they, they don't feel that connection or understand what the FTC does. Well, you know, here's the thing. A lot of Republicans hate tech. You know what I'm saying? They despise it. They want to break it up. And I can see why. There's an ideological bias. But for the most part, tech has contributed for many years to the low inflation we have. We buy things much more seamlessly on Amazon, Correct. I mean, if it was for Amazon, could we have gotten through the pandemic? Probably not. You know, tech allowed us to do Zoom calls so you can work from home. 
if you start putting up barriers to that innovation, which she wants to do because she thinks all these companies are, you know, evil, well, then you're going to have an economic consequence. Those companies are not going to innovate. Your life is going to be more expensive. Uh, jobs will go away because these are huge employers. Now, I'm not saying you have to kowtow to them. By the way, if, if, if big tech is censoring people, uh, guess what? You know, shine the light on it, which we're doing right now, and it's causing them to think twice. If ESG is bad, which I think it is, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but it's it's not a great investment vehicle, shine the light on it, which people are doing, and guess what? Wall Street is moving away from that. The, the question is not to put heavy regulatory burdens that prevent the next Amazon from, from, from popping up or the next, you know, Zoom, whoever, I think Zoom and, and Skype is run by one of these companies. I can't remember which one. I think Skype might be run by Microsoft. Um, it's, it's not to stop the innovation. And I think people like Lena Khan look at Amazon as inherently evil. Let's break it up. Let's make it more difficult to compete capitalistically. Let's make it, let's make government the sort of the engine of growth. And I, I just don't think there's a good record that government does much good for growth. All right. Well, Charlie, thank you. Really fascinating. Uh, great to have you here. The great Charlie Gasparino of Fox News. Charlie, thanks so much.